Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone Podcast. We are your place for all things Syracuse Orange. I'm Tommy Sladek. This is Samantha Cross, and we have Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. So full staff, full crew, we're your regular three. Um, what do we got on the docket today? Well, it's tournament time. So we have Syracuse women's lacrosse earning the two seed. We'll get into that because I think that seed in that spot might have surprised a few people. We also have Joe Girard committing to Clemson. Why Syracuse fans are likely to see him at least once, if not twice next season. And then ultimately, what am I missing, Hodges? Anything? I'd sent something along, like maybe mentioned some softball starting up their tournament. Play yes, sir. And yes, Lemoyne. Sir. And Lemoyne. Yeah, we can do a little Lemoyne. Yeah, Why yeah. not? Go Dolphins. So, yeah. Um, do you want to do OCC while we're at it? Aren't both their teams in the Final Four? We have OCC in the Final Four. Of the is, What is it? The NJSAA? Isn't it? Like, uh, it's not, I'll look it up. It's something like that. I just forget. All those letters confuse me. But um, ultimately, we're back filming this on Tuesday. We'll be getting this on Wednesday. Um all three of us, I think, had some cool weekends. I know, Sam, you were here, but it was like it was a fun one, right? It was a fun one, and <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Yes, this weekend, I called the Lemoyne semifinal game, right? And then, as you know, which we'll talk about, they went on to, I would say, essentially pull off the upset against Pace. That oh, was a big deal, big time, big time, yeah. especially in comeback fashion. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that was all exciting. I, I love like these next few weeks. This is like Christmas for me. Like I really feel like playoff lacrosse is so much fun. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that there are maybe some upsets and some exciting things that happen. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. You got out, got some friends in town. Yes. You're able to chill. Yes. Able to chill. Yep. Had some friends who used to work at the station coming Mm -hmm. up and everything. So a good, just social fun time. And I got a new tattoo. You got a new tattoo? I sure did. What, uh, what are we working with here? You mind uh, sharing? Yeah, no, I don't mind sharing at all. It, it, it was two of them. One of them was like a little um, sort of like a, a Taurus bull. I've always yeah. kind of liked that Taurus bull symbol. And as you know, I'm pretty big into astrology. <laughs> Not a crazy girl, just like astrology. And then I also got one that's sort of like a kind of like a tribal looking earthy sort of situation. So I have both of those and I have a yin and yang tattoo in the middle. So it's all supposed to kind of be as one balancing each other out. Rock on. Yeah. I love cool that. Cool stuff. Cool Staying stuff. Staying centered. And then uh, Hodges, you were uh, you were down in sunny Miami and it was a, there was a lot going on, dude. There you were chilling, but there was a lot going on. Yeah, the girlfriend's 25th birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Kara. Happy Cara. belated birthday, Kara, at this point. Um, there, there was a lot going on. Didn't see any of it because uh, we didn't really go down to the city that much. Mm-hmm. F1 was down there for the Miami Grand Prix. Um, I believe the Heat were hosting the Knicks. And you know, it's Miami, man. You, you just There's a lot going on in a city like that where it's warm. It's on the coast, and there are beaches everywhere. Big time. Yeah, it was, jealous. Warm. it was warm everywhere. I was in Maryland, and it was, it was beautiful. It was literally perfect golf weather. Had the boys all together. The boys – the and, buddies, um, the buddies, the buddies, and yeah, I uh, you know, golfed okay. 
It was it was exactly kind of where What's I think I ended up. Handicap 108. Uh, no, no, it's it's. If I break a hundred, it's an awesome day. So I landed kind of right in the middle of the pack. I was as as expected, but again, it was all about uh you know getting the time with some people I don't see a lot, and and it was great. Enjoyed it, loved it, but happy to be back and happy to get into this because, like you mentioned, it's turning time, folks. By the way, I'm looking yeah. at the D two bracket right now. Wild the quadrant that the Lemoyne finds himself in this to go around let's get it let's get right into that then do, do you want to start with that i yeah. mean i mean now that you mentioned it well, yeah. you know how go sam ahead. mentioned they had to go through adelphi <clears throat> and pace to yeah. get to the tournament guess who they're playing in the first round adelphi, adelphi. and guess who they're gonna probably gonna have to play in the second round pace, pace. yep <laughs> and you know what that um the the head coach of adelphi pat mccabe had mentioned to me i talked to him on the phone a couple times because they have already played and i called their regular season game and he said he's like He's like, our girls know that this is going to be a three-round fight most years, yeah. and this is just the first round that was previously. But it, it is. It's so tough with some of these teams where they need to play each other two times or three times because do you switch up your strategy? Do you kind of stay the same? For him, Pat McCabe said, we always kind of um, remain the same. Like, this is our identity no matter who we play. It's just a matter of who plays the best at the things that they know how to do. And last time around, that was Lemoyne. Right. And and for the folks that are maybe listening that are, you know, they're orange people, but maybe not from central New York, Lemoyne D2 program, um, basically right here in the city. It's like a seven minute drive from the Syracuse campus, but uh, very much a division two powerhouse. And so many athletes, high school athletes from this area end up on these teams. And so it's just an absolute blast watching these women's and men's uh, the D2 programs. tournament is a lot more regionalized than oh, big time. I mean, it's very, you, you very have by like region. Florida slash Southeast section here. You have the upstate to um, just like New England ish section. Yeah. And then you have like, Maryville from back home in Missouri is in one of these quadrants, which surprises me. I didn't know lacrosse was that prominent at Missouri at this point. It's not. But then you have, like, a team from Indiana, and then there's a Colorado there. So it's, like, everyone west, and then it's, like, three that are in Pennsylvania, New York area, and the southeast. It's wild to me. So you see the powerhouse of D2, but let's get into Syracuse. We can hop back into this in a little bit. So Syracuse earning the two-seed they get a first-round bye. We talked about on the last show how important it would be to get one of those top three seeds because those are the ones that have the bye in this tournament. And ultimately, after what we saw to close out the season, I think a lot of us, especially with where they were landing and inside lacrosse, thought that this would not be happening. So I personally was very, very surprised to see them get the two seed ahead of, if I'm not mistaken, Boston College. I wasn't very surprised. Why is that? Because they had a better RPI. And that's okay. something that the lacrosse committee who decides takes this very takes seriously. Yeah. I think that when you look at the season collectively and as a whole, that's why it didn't surprise me. Is Because, again, they did go on a 15-0 and run. They only did have two losses. They had beaten not only Boston College and UNC, but also Northwestern. That's Northwestern's only loss is to Syracuse. And that's the one seed. Right. So I think that also is something that they probably took into consideration. But either way, definitely, at, at the very least, I would say they got lucky. And you could have challenged the fact that Boston College could have or should have been ahead of them. But the bottom line is they're not. And I have to say, they got an excellent draw. I mean, you look at this bracket and even even just, okay, so in Syracuse's bracket. Yeah, seventh, what are we working the, with? We're Let's working with. Through. The seven seed is JMU, which to me, that is manageable. 
You also have Army, which let's just shout that out for a minute very because quickly. how yes. cool. Very Not very quick. quickly, like more like, uh, I just meant to say very cool or very important. Either way. I don't even want to rush this. We'll, we'll do a quick shout out. But the bottom line is Army, first time they ever got into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it's under head coach Michelle Tumalo, who many of you may know is a former Orange powerhouse. So an exciting moment there. That's a team that we'll be rooting for. But again, they also have Maryland, Drexel, Johns Hopkins, and Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a pretty good draw. When you look at, say, for ex example, in the one seed bracket with Northwestern, you have Stony Brook, you have Loyola. Stony yeah. Brook's not even seeded, which, which I understand. But those are those sneaky teams that all of a sudden it might be a little bit of, of a difficult time getting out of that bracket. Um, so I think that, that Syracuse really, really got a, a nice little draw there, I have to say. I agree. I think in, like, basketball terms, that's, like, that would be, I think, the equivalent of facing, like, you know, Villanova in a down year and they're an eight seed and you're a one seed. And you're like, are you kidding me right mm -hmm. now? That's the Stony Brook energy not being ranked. And then talking about this Johns Hopkins and UMass, um, let's get right into it. Let's give a little breakdown on who we think could end up coming out of this, out of the, uh, and, and taking on Syracuse on Sunday at the SU soccer stadium. Cause again, graduation is happening, but the stories with these two teams is all about strength of schedule and conference because you have Johns Hopkins going eight and eight out of the big 10 ranked 18 in last week's poll UMass 16 and two won the a 10 regular season title, they ended up losing to Richmond in the A-10 championship game, but before that, they won 15 games in a row, dating back to a loss to Boston College, which is fascinating, ranked number 13 in this week's poll. So both teams are very good, but two very different stories in how the seasons have gone. Mm. You know what UMass is ranked at this point or no? UMass is, uh, UMass is 13. Oh, uh, but la that was last week. And Johns uh, Hopkins is Johns Hopkins was 18 last week. So ultimately, I bet, I bet UMass maybe dropped down to 16. checking. Yeah, if you don't mind, Brendan. Um, because because you mentioned yeah, while Brendan is checking, you know, strength of schedule. That's interesting that they would be ranked really not too far apart, considering as you mentioned, Johns Hopkins was eight and eight. That's not really a great record. I have the count. All right. Johns Hopkins, drumroll please. Number 19. Okay. UMass, drumroll please. Number 16. And by the way, in case you were wondering, Syracuse against tournament teams this season, 8-2, and two, you know who their two losses are to. But they have beaten otherwise every team other than Boston College that they have played that's in the tournament field this season. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Again, I mean – I, I know I said last week in a way I was hoping that they would get um, maybe they would be and I see now that that's not the case but a part of me didn't even want them to get a bye so that it could just be another game but I think whoever wins Johns Hopkins or, or UMass that's a that's a nice you know first round game right there that they'll have to play without sounding disrespectful it feels like it could be their first game anyway that yes makes sense. I, I agree it, it has that first matchup feel you know you want to say it should be not a get-right game, but at least a good, solid team win. But I don't know how confident I feel saying that based on the recency bias. I think it's okay to say. I think it's okay to say that it's a get-right game because we just know that unless it goes wrong, what we've seen in these last three games just hasn't been the same thing that we saw in the first fifteen. How do we get back to the first fifteen? 
because you have to because you the way to. that they played it's just it's it's you're not going to be able to go on a run like that but you know we mentioned Johns Hopkins being 8 and 8 like you know they're the Big 10 respect I mean you're talking about Northwestern Maryland Loyola JMU Stony Brook so um you know clearly the committee liked the schedule like the RPI and keeps them in the mix so exciting stuff Sunday three o'clock SU soccer stadium yeah you can be there oh oh uh I'm I would say we're working through it it's 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 a possibility yeah we can't push anything out there right now can't push anything out there right now um but that Johns Hopkins Massachusetts game is Friday too what you don't don't want to make uh, predictions for uh who you want to see in the the round to go to the final four here you don't want to put that bad juju in the air? We could try it. You're going Final Four predictions right now? Not Final Four predictions, but who is playing to go to the Final Four out of this quad? Oh. I have, a, I have my own um, prediction here. I want to say, just for the fun of it, I want to say Syracuse Army. That, I don't that, actually, that's me. That's yeah, what I, know. I want. That's what I, I know. want. I don't actually think it's going to happen, but I'm, I'll just go with that just because it would be magical. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. But I, I mean, the Army JMU first that's matchup tough. stinks. That's tough. My mom's tough. gonna hate me because I think I think I'll go ahead and say whoever wins that game wins comes out of that mm-hmm. the, that that group of four yep. out of JMU, Army, Maryland, and Drexel. My yep. mom's gonna hate me for picking against the Dukes. Oh, your mom's a Duke dog. My, mom, my mom's a Duke. Holy smokes! Hey, I didn't yo. know that. There's a d- weird amount of people actually from my area that went to JMU, but they basically. From being in PA, for being in Virginia, their like out of state tuition was very equivalent to kind of like in state PA tuition. Mm-hmm. So it makes a little bit more sense. Cool right. school. Had a good time going down there visiting folks. Um, let's slide on. Brendan, is is trivia related to lacrosse it this week? It is related okay, to lacrosse. Okay, then let's do this, this thing. We got trivia time. Sam, do you know how many Division One women's lacrosse programs there are in the great country of the United States of America? Over a hundred. There are a hundred twenty. All but 12 are located in the Eastern time zone, ladies and gents. How many of those 12 teams made the NCAA tournament field this year? Denver. One. Where would would James Madison be? James Madison stays East Coast. So they stay Eastern time zone. So JMU's out. So it would be Denver. It would be – I'm trying to think of – UNC. UNC will still be Eastern. I will say this question could cause some controversy. Oh. US, uh, USC? Didn't nor, they make nor, it? Did USC make it? Yeah, I think. I don't know. All right. Well, let's put that down as two. If you think they made it. I don't know. I for some, I feel like they should have. Northwest, <laughs> Northwestern. Northwestern is going to be three. Is there going to be central time zone? Um, Northwestern, USC, Denver, Maybe now. Now I'm worried about USC. Really? I don't know. Well, is USC? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Let's keep going for the moment. They're normally a pretty good program, they are right? Like Isn't that where Delaney program. Schweitzer was at? Yeah. Beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think they're in it. I th- I'm going to go USC. I'll all right. With that. What about UCLA? No. No. Okay. Um, so we're at three right now. Trying to think of any, I think it's I think it's the Midwest, and we got to think of like the SEC. Really, not a big lacrosse hub at all, right? Um, but would one of them pop out, like an Alabama and Auburn? No, no, the, no, nothing, no, no, no. LSU, nothing, nothing like, like that. that. Um, no Vanderbilt. No. Okay. 
Um, what about like Indiana or Illinois? As nope, no. So like any, it's got to be. I think maybe one more in the Big Ten that we're just not thinking of. Iowa? No. no. I think three. Unless we're missing something, which we might be. I think it's three. I, I say your gut says no USC, does it? Huh? Your gut doesn't say USC. No, my gut does say USC. I feel like okay. they won the conference championship. USC, Northwestern, Denver. Three. Lock mine in, Brendan. Well, are you doing this as a team? Is Sam going to put a different answer in? Like Hit it. As a team. Well, as a team. <laughs> not a good start. You have won this round. Yeah! Oh! I knew it. That was yes. Awesome. Do you know Electric. how? Yes. Do you know the most number of West uh, non-Eastern time zone teams that can make the second round this year? I'm Not, confused wait, by the wording of time? that question. Do you know how many of those teams will make the second round this year? I mean, is, is that a prediction? Yeah, like, what, what are you saying, no, bro? Is it a hypothetical? A, a, at least this number of teams can make the second round this year. My Why would it not probably, be three? My guess is probably just two. Oh, because, because one of them are playing. Each yeah, other. good point. Good point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like USC playing Denver. That is exactly what's happening wow. in the first round. USC is on playing. a heater. Yeah. Great, great job, guys. Great job. Well, we can move on now. Ooh, God. I'm so hot. happy about the U.S. I knew I was right about that. Okay, good I'm happy, stuff. I'm happy you stayed with it. I really yep, am. Yep. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's keep moving on. Joey G? Joey G choosing Clemson. Um, it feels right. Feels I mean, right. We've been saying it from day one. It's just I think our brains were like it, it makes sense seeing him in orange. It makes sense that he would continue to play in a conference that he knows pretty much by the back of his hand. He not only knows and has probably started to understand the Clemson system naturally from his times playing them, but he's going to be going up against teams playing them for possibly a tenth or even more times. By it's so crazy. I mean, yeah. honestly, I feel like if anything, no matter how you felt about Joe Girard as an Orange fan, you have to think it would probably bring out some more people to that Clemson game that's here in the Dome because who wouldn't want to see that? It's exciting. 100%. And, and there are Joe Girard haters out there, and they're, they're an odd – some of them are an odd breed in just how much I think they want to blame these last few years on Joe – I was having a great conversation with with our uh, our coworker Matt Mulcahy last night, talking about why is that, and we think that a part of it may be because Joe coming out of high school was scoring fifty a game. He's New York's all time leading scorer, and I don't think that will ever be broken. And so I think there were some people co- with him coming to Syracuse expecting him to be G Mac on steroids, mm. expecting him to be the next Jerry McNamara at the least. And so when he didn't hit that in his four years, but he hit here for whatever reason, those weren't, that wasn't enough. And then there was some people even talking about his hustle, all that Joe hustle. If you want to say by anything, I mean like that, that kid, um, even when things weren't going right, you knew that he wanted to be giving it everything. He loved this school, grew up rooting for them. 
And now he has a new opportunity. And I think most of this fan base, most of this fan base, I would put it even at 90 or 95% will clap for him when he comes back next season. I, I 100% agree. I think if anything, to your point, perhaps the expectation just didn't fit the reality. Yeah. You know, maybe people's expectations were just a little bit too high. And honestly, I just don't, I don't know if that's fair. There are a lot of people who do great things in high school and become nothing in college. You know, it's just a completely different game. It's a totally different level, and it takes a little bit of an adjustment period. I thought he did more good things than bad when you weigh his entire career. Would that be fair to say? I think so, absolutely. I mean, again, he was a part of a Sweet 16 team. He was a huge part of that and just draining threes like no tomorrow, especially in that WVU game to start things up. And uh, ultimately, he built his brand here. You go to those games and you sit there afterwards, right? There are kids ages, I would say, 9 to 13. They're obsessed with Joe Girard. They're obsessed with him obsessed with him like he 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 has built his brand he's been building his brand since high school and so just as a player that I think we maybe don't see being this NBA superstar go get your bag go take this fifth year be the college athlete and be a star at it and uh and go take advantage and Clemson's going to give him that opportunity clearly with I'm sure NIL plus more and uh, we wish him all the best good luck Joe good luck Joe and uh, sliding over from there, SU softball getting into the tournament. Brendan Hodges, what do we got? What do you got for us? Yeah, SU softball uh, getting. I think everybody gets into the uh, conference tournament for softball. Um, unlike some other sports, uh, as far as I can tell, it feels targeted. It feels targeted. It, it's not targeted at all. It's just. Uh, it's just the truth. Like I see. Ten not men's across. They just don't even have. I, I see ten teams on this list. Uh, Syracuse is nine of ten. Uh, they play uh, Virginia. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, I should say, 1 o'clock on the ACC Network. Yep. A- and the winner of that game earns the w- prize of playing the top overall seed, Florida State, on Thursday. Seminoles are a wagon. They, they, are, they wagon. have been one of the best teams in the nation for a long time. And obviously you have a team like Clemson who, albeit in their infancy, uh, recruited a bunch of grad transfers from smaller schools in South Carolina, recruited a bunch of absolute hall stars. They, I called a game between Syracuse and Clemson during my grad school year. And a young woman on their team, I can't remember her name, hit the cycle in home runs. That's insane. She started off with a three-run home run, grand slam, then hit her two-run shot and a solo shot to finish up a game on Mother's Day. So Syracuse mothers did not go home happy that day. Ooh. Ooh. Man. Five-inning blowout. Oh, it was... It was something to see, but they got some players. So you could obviously see, I would think, Florida State, um, depending on who ends up second, maybe even third, a couple teams out of the ACC in the dance this year, or the Women's College World Series, as we should call it. Okay. Awesome. Any final thoughts? I think my final thought is just I really hope, even if, even if no matter what happens with Syracuse in this upcoming NCAA tournament, and I'm going with tournament, by the way, not tournament, because that's what Matt Mulcahy told me to do. So I'm, I'm officially, don't, don't to I'm officially don't a tournament to girl. It is tournament. I think it's that, not, I think though. That a lot it's of not, though. What's in, the first no, part upstate, of that? In upstate what? New York, it is, though. Uh, it is, but then it isn't. I know some upstaters that will still stick with it. Tommy, I have, I have gone against my Midwestern counterpart in Megan Coleman. She says tournament. I say tournament. 
I grew up saying tournament. I switched to tournament when I was when I was when and I you're was, wrong. When I was blindsided here by all these people saying that is wrong, but it is. What T O U R? How do you guys say that? That's so ready? tour. No, but no, it's that's not tour. But what about, yeah. but what about this? Uh, end what of about discussion. this? What that's about the this? Podcast. Tourniquet. That, I, that same example. It's tourniquet versus tournament. That's a tourniquet. It's a tour- no, it's not. That is the orange. That zone is podcast. the orange zone podcast. I'm right. They are wrong. <laughs> Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking where you're playing. Samantha Cross. I think I was mixing up like two names. I think I was going (laughs) for Samantha. Samantha Hodges, Brendan (laughs) Croston, Slade Act Tommy. We're out of here. Peace. (laughs)